I think it's important that we as fans also focus or, or, or reflect what Kirby as coach uh, is trying to get his team to buy into, which is Auburn in and of itself. We don't need motivation to beat them. It doesn't have to be a revenge tour. It doesn't have to be about anything other than we want to go and steal your lunch money and we want you to be happy we did. And that is exactly the kind of thing that it feels like this team has gotten really, really good at. Game number 10, the biggest of all of the games thus far. Georgia remained number one in the latest college football playoff rankings released Tuesday evening. And you don't have to look too far down the list to see Auburn sitting there at number 10. The Tigers have two losses on their schedule this year, an eight-point road loss defending national champion Clemson and a four-point defeat to LSU in Baton Rouge. It will not be easy at Jordan-Hare Saturday afternoon, and for the first time in this podcast season, there's dissension amongst the three of us as one of us predicts a crushing defeat for Georgia. Who is it? Stay tuned to find out. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 114 of the Wait Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today, as usual, by my co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. We break down the 121st meeting of Georgia-Auburn, make our national and SEC picks of the week, read your podcast reviews, and even spend a few, just a few minutes on the upcoming UGA basketball season. This episode is jam-packed. Might as well get started. Here's Will and Tony to kick us off. So we're going to talk basketball tonight. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. But we are going to talk basketball. I thought we were going to lead off with basketball. Should we lead off with basketball and then get into the big news? Nothing else really going on. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. Okay, well, we'll talk about um, uh, football. So, okay. So can I amend something we talked about the other day, um, Sunday? I I remember you asked. uh, You asked Will and I, and we were both pretty adamant in agreement that if Georgia plays the way they played against South Carolina against Auburn, they would lose. Um, and I did make a comment about how the Bill Conley's numbers might look at this game differently than the way we viewed it. It's just a workmanlike win. And lo and behold, we were right. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, Conley's numbers bore out really one of the things we talked about is that Georgia was fairly efficient in this game. We stayed ahead of the chains. Um, we did way more than just enough to win. Our, our S&P Plus numbers were you know, ridiculously close to what they were against, say, Mississippi State um, or, or, or maybe even Tennessee, which tells a couple of things, right, that, that you know, we had to look at. We looked at this game as a, well, thank God we got out of there, and it wasn't, we didn't have to sweat that much, but we kind of fiddle far around. And I agree that there were places in the game where, particularly uh, the pass defense, where we did not look particularly competent at times. But we also have to take into account Jake Bentley is actually really good at picking apart soft zones. Uh, the one thing that concerns me, and, I, and maybe this will be a jumping off point for us to talk about you know, this week going forward, the one thing that does concern me is that we looked a little lost in man coverage at cover times. Mm-hmm. Looking back at the game again, there were a couple of times where uh, they were allowing the, official, the officials were allowing uh, South Carolina to be a little handsy. Um, but you know nothing, uh, nothing you wouldn't expect to see in a normal SEC game, and frankly, there's nothing you should expect to see on the road against another SEC opponent. Yeah, when I roll through my concerns, and I, I don't know if this is nervousness with the game of this import, or if it's just actual concern about Auburn. 
we've talked a lot. We've seen teams do this of say they're going to make from beat them. I think they will try to stack the run. Auburn has a good enough defense to where they have good corners and they and I think they're going to concentrate on the run, but have good enough corners to make up for it. You know, I know that Fromm was great. I thought he was outstanding uh, against South Carolina. And there are certain passes that you're like, oh, okay, there's a thing he can do. That's good to know. We didn't know that he could do that before. We still have not, like, was the last game the game he threw the most passes? Was yeah, it Missouri? Right. Yeah, was uh, a, I don't think he threw yeah. me in Missouri. I mean, he matched his uh, pass total at Florida in the first quarter. Yeah, it like. right. Yeah, so, I mean, this was cl- that was clearly the most he'd thrown. This is still, you know, you talk about the efficiency that they had against South Carolina, and that's great. They also didn't have to get any big plays that game. They had, like, one long run. But it was not a game where it was required that Georgia have a lot of big plays to win. That's not the way South Carolina plays, and that's not the way that Georgia played. My concern about Auburn is this is potentially a team where you might need some big plays specifically through the air. I think that Georgia is capable of doing that. And I think that every week Fromm shows us a little bit more. But as we've discussed many times, this is a different caliber of opponent than Georgia has played since Notre Dame. Oh, easily. I mean, Mississippi State's good. South Carolina's good. I mean, this is a team that still has playoff hopes. To be honest, a Notre Dame game's scarier right now than it was uh, it would, than it was when, when Georgia played. And to be fair, Georgia is also scarier now than they were uh, during week two. But my concern about this game is Auburn, a lot of the things that they can do well are things that make me a little... They're going to try to throw. They're going to try to throw. And if they can get a couple big plays, look at the Missouri game. Think about how scared we are in that Missouri game. If they, if they hit those big plays and we can't... We're not playing Missouri. And we can't just come back and, and just ran it down the throat and kill them like that. If Auburn gets up a couple big, play, big plays early and all of a sudden Georgia starts feeling it and we realize, okay, from now you got to start pushing in a way you haven't pushed it before, that makes me nervous particularly on the road. Well, Stidham has completed about 57 more passes than Jake Fromm has. And he's even attempted probably about 70 more. So, I mean, they're more prone to throat and carry Johnson – I mean, he and Nick Chubb have basically identical rushing stats as well. So I mean, they are loaded for bear for Georgia, and their defense is pretty salty too because, I mean, what, they lose to Clemson by eight points? Eight points. On the road? Yeah. Uh, and I think Stidham was sacked 10 times. He I don't was sacked think 11 times. Not not okay, 11 and, times. And, and Georgia's yeah. – the defense is great. We're not getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's – you know, the thing about that when I sit down and look at this game, we'll, we'll get into predictions a little bit, but – you try to start drawing comparisons uh, to teams we've seen already, and they look uh, defensively. They look far more like Notre Dame than any any team we've seen to this point. And offensively, they're not that different than Notre Dame. They're probably going to want to pass the ball a little more than Notre Dame did. Uh, but the when you start talking about strengths, they do have a tendency to go in these quarter long funks where they just. That's the Malzahn effect. Yeah, they really get too cute for their own good. Hasn't it been said, even on this podcast, that he gets in his own way? Yeah, oh yeah, he does. He does. Uh, I mean, the the key to this game is, this is going to sound like trite, oh, radio voice time. Um, Well, Georgia has to out-coach Malzahn. I mean, but but the reality is, is that I think we match up about evenly on defense. Maybe we're maybe a little stronger on defense. I think they 
Offensively, they're a little more ex- explosive passing the ball. We're more explosive throwing the ball. Rummy running the ball than they are. Um, so you really do have to think it comes up to scheme at some point. And your ability, not just to, to scheme, but to, to stay a step ahead of the next guy. And it's really hard to conceive a situation, at least this season, where Kirby Smart won't be up to that challenge. You know, it's funny, though. I'm going to kind of set the context a little bit. Because one thing we talked about in the post-game thing of South Carolina was I agree with you, Tony. I think Georgia played fine. I don't think Georgia played a bad game. I think you're right. I think they, the, the stats show they look, they played a little better than necessarily it felt uh, watching at the time. That said, the one thing, it was the one time, I think all year, where, to be fair, Georgia's been blowing people out for two months. But every time we're like, okay, we've, we've discussed this every time. Are they passing tests? What's the next test to pass? What's the next test to pass? And they have aced all of them. All of them easily. Like, well, okay, here comes the stress out Florida game. Wipe them out. Tennessee, the, the, the revenge game. They wipe them out. Everything that you've been worried about. Uh, here comes Missouri, a team that can throw, and throw on them. Wipe them out. South Carolina was the first time where they got a B as opposed to like acing the test. Like they got, they, they made it. They passed it. They did fine. There's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, you know, it, it seemed to me as efficient as they were. I think it's hard to argue that this was not a wipeout performance from a team that South Carolina is good, but not they're not LSU good. To put it that well, way, they have the same record. Yeah, but I mean, who do you guys think is better, LSU or South Carolina? Oh, LSU. Did and, they play each other? No, they played no, AM. But LSU oh, just okay. played Alabama. Not to keep yeah. doing Alabama comparisons, but that's like they just had the same score in a game that. Frankly, I don't think was I think was equally not close as Oh, as, I I disagree there. I think they took a lead and never really got that yeah, close. There's that. But yeah. I mean stats wise, and you know, the only stat that matters is the final score. Stat wise, LSU outgained Alabama. Yeah. But part of that is Alabama getting a lead early. Yeah, yeah maybe. I guess that's, that's maybe right. And but. and whereas whereas the Georgia game is like it was a little closer later. But I'll just put it this way. I know that we talked about how South Carolina was going to be a potential trap game, not a trap game to lose, but a, okay, they've exceeded expectations every single game. This is a game they did not exceed expectations. They met expectations, which I under- met. That's right. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That's and, good point. And, I, and that's fine. Like, there's hardly a complaint there. have been many times where the teams have not met expectations. But I think it's the first little, like, wait, this is not just, like, everything's just been a grape stop. Pretty much every entire season, this is the first time. And now you're coming into a team that I feel like looks uniquely like they look like this is a legitimate challenge in every possible way. And I think and this this is kind of why I want to set the stage a little bit because I'm, I want to spread this to you guys because you have been watching obviously longer than me. Other than the Alabama Georgia SEC championship game, to me this feels like in an argument to be made that even. This game is actually even bigger than a potential Alabama-Georgia SC Championship game this year. I think you can make a very strong argument for that case. It's because you've got to get past this test in order to get to the second test. Yeah, or, or, but that's the thing. If you, get, if you, like, you can lose one of these games. I think no, you, can. The, you can yeah. lose one of these games and still make it to the SEC Championship game. Right. But depending on what are your thoughts on Alabama or Auburn, and of course, there's always a possibility that Auburn wins this game and beats Alabama, and then we're facing Georgia, uh, facing Auburn in the in the SC championship game. But this seems to me 
this is the game where we're like, okay, is this season just a big step forward from last year that's heading to something really great down the line? Or is this or season... Year? Yeah, this year. Or is it this the that's year? That's what I mean. Is it, yeah. is it now? Is it this year? And this is the game where you find that out. And again, as we've discussed several times, if Georgia loses this game, it does not mean... There they go choking it again. There goes Georgia being Georgia again. This is a very legitimate game to lose. I think Georgia is the favorite right now, but it's very tight. This is a legitimate game that you would that you would lose. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. It doesn't mean things aren't going well. It just means that now you've put yourself in a position. If you win this game, I, I, so I talked about this in the, uh, in the in the post game podcast too. They are at I think seventy three percent to make it to the playoff if they win this game. 73%. That's regardless of what happens in the SEC championship game. And that's also accounting for potential losses against Kentucky and Georgia Tech. If you win those two games, you're up to about 90% to get in that playoff if you win this game. Whereas so no matter what happens to Alabama, unless you lose 80 to nothing and a million other things weird happen, if you can win this game and do what you're supposed to do against Kentucky and, and, and yeah. Georgia Tech, you are probably in the playoff. And so, I when's the last time Georgia had a game with those kind of stakes, or anything even close to those kind of stakes? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. But yeah. other than that, honestly, other than that, when 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 has there been two thousand seven? But we were having to kind of play wait and see because that was that awful day of the championship game where somehow LSU jumped everybody and yeah. ended up playing for the national championship. But that was before the yeah. college football playoff. If that was the, the playoff, Illinois year. Yeah. <laughs> if the playoff had been instituted that year, we would have definitely been in. Yeah, probably. And, and, well, you, you think we, we got, well, we weren't a conference champion because yeah. we lost to Tennessee that year. But I think we would gotten in a twelve with a four team. I think we so were, too. We were third going into that and, and that amazing game. Yeah, yeah. I think two thousand two we would have been in two thousand five. Yeah, I don't know about five. Okay. Um, but you know, to get to your point, um, I think what you're what you're what you're picking around the edges of is something that Scott went and said. And it's like it's here. Yeah, this is it. I, I have part of my reticence of of kind of embracing where we are prior to the Florida game was that I was 100% convinced that we weren't actually building towards something, that, that this wasn't the year that we had been waiting for, I guess is the right way of putting it. Um, but I think, I think that, that year's here, and that's not to say that— Well, it, we'll find out after this game, if this year, this year is here. Well, I, I, I think—but even, even unless we lose this game— Unless we lose this game, one of the other games, and the SEC championship again, I'm I am back to. I mean, you asked the question last week: What will we consider to be um, not a successful season at this point? And I, I still think, I still think, at the minimum, even if we lose to Auburn and and make a game of an SEC championship, I'm going to be disappointed we right. lost. But I'm not going to look on the seasons like no. I'm going to look on the seasons like God, it was right there. It's been way too much fun leading up to all. Right. I mean, because I those memories of the first nine games, I'm not going to forget that no matter what happens. Yeah. Because think about how fun this team is, and you're. I, I guess, but how? What's the first thing you think of when you think of the 2012 team? Do you think about how fun that season was before that game, or do you think about that game? No, Stop I, it! Stop I actually, it. <laughs> I actually, what I think of, I think of walking out of South Carolina. Already down thirty-five to nothing before we scored a touchdown, and thinking like, "Oh my God, how how far away are we?" And then I re- actually was in there. It was in, we were walking out with Wayne and Tiffany, and we were walking out, and they're like, "I'm like, look, we're gonna t- watch, watch, we're gonna screw around and win the East." <laughs> they're like, "No way, we win!" I was like, "I'm just telling you, we're gonna screw around and win the East, and you know, anything happens at that point." And I was right about that. You know, the thing I do remember about it is the 
the feeling I had, which I have a similar feeling now, is that once once I realized we had turned the corner um, and had finally started playing decent football. Um, but the, the maddening part about it remains to be seen whether we'll see this with Kirby. The maddening part about it is I always knew at some point there was always the possibility of that. Of the face plant. The Rick game. Yeah, the face right? plant. Right? And, and you know, look, we, I, I'm, I'm going to be very careful because – some some may say you, you you may you make fun of Rick locked on the podcast. I'm like, I don't really make fun of Rick. I just kind of call it the way it is. It's like you know we have made reference to we've made reference to how Miami has won football games and to give them credit they won a big game. They won the right way. They, 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 they won, won the way. way. They won like Georgia has been winning. Right. On they, they manhandled a very yeah. good conference opponent at home. Um, they get another test this week in Notre Dame at home. <laughs> so, but that, that's 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 a. That's for when we get to our picks. But say what you will, as a side thing, like Miami, look at the two games. That Miami has two games that they probably have to win both of them. To get. They have no margin for error. They have even, no mar- even being oh, zero margin, yeah. And they're, they're playing two teams in the top four yeah. in the playoff. Yeah. Whereas Georgia has Alabama yep. and Auburn, who Auburn yep. is obviously a really good team. But I, I, I don't know. Well, I would rather I'd rather be in Georgia's position than Miami's. Position. Oh, one hundred percent. And but you know, getting back to kind of where I was was going with this is that the the fun part about it to me is that this feels substantively different, even if we lose this football game. I mean, we we find it nearly impossible to fathom that an Urban Meyer coach football team lost. Two weeks in a row, and absolutely face planted against a good Iowa team, but oh, face planted. I mean, right? I mean, that's I can't believe that happened. Yeah, and but you know, like that puts a lot of stuff into question about him to lose like that at Iowa. I mean, well, Illinois doesn't I, look I, like that. Like I have Iowa. a feeling he's going to have some health problems again soon. But <laughs> um, but you know, the, the reality is, it's 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 shocking. When that happens, it's shocking when a Utah stinks up and beats Alabama. It's shocking when Ole Miss beats Alabama back to back, and that's the way it's going to feel when we lose a football game, whether it's this year or whenever. Yeah, right? Exactly. It's going to be shocking. Whereas under Mark Rick, it never was really shocking. It was and like, that is progress. Eh, I can yeah. see that, and I'll give you that. I, I'll and, give you that. And that's my. And right. that's where I'm going with this. Is that right. it is? It's now to the point where we've changed the expectation from we expect to play well, we expect to go out and compete. And, but we also know that lurking in the back of our minds, there's always that chance that we're going to somehow screw up and give up 35 unanswered points to a South Carolina team. We have no business doing so. And I, and I agree with that. But I would also say that the difference between them winning this game and losing this game, mm-hmm. even if I do not think you're, they're going to have the face plant that you're talking mm-hmm. about, and I do not think that they're going to have the 35 nothing wipeout, the difference between them winning and them losing this game, frankly, is the difference between this being a building year. Oh yeah, and being the year, right? Well, but you know, I will take, I will take. I'm not, I'm going to be happy with this year no matter what because they've been good. But listen, why is Kirby Smart here? Why was Mark Rick fired? Because they wanted the year. I will. The take, question is, this year, the year. I will take finishing the regular season eleven and one in. In, in 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 merely finishing just outside the college football playoff as a building year, I will too, and, and, and that I, would be and awesome. I, and I agree with what you're saying, but that this does this not feel year? like this year. It feels like we're in the year we're in year three or four already. Yeah, but and I think the fans are reacting accordingly. Yeah, and I think that's right. And so, I mean, Georgia is number one. Everyone is so excited. It's all building up for this. Everyone else in the SEC is firing their coaches because of what Georgia is doing. There's clearly something special happening. The question is, is it a special happening 
down the line or is it special happening right now? And I think the answer to that question, regardless of what happens in a theoretical SEC championship game, will be answered in this game. No, so, I agree with that. Get I can, nervous. I can, I can get see nervous. That. I can see that. You can see the nervousness pouring out of Sony. 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 Sony, you Sony, Sony Waller. Hey, that's better than the last Freudian slip I had, <laughs> right? What was the last Freudian slip? The thing that sent us all down that rabbit hole of mascots and... Oh yeah, with your yeah. thing with the stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the furries. Where's your where's your everybody's healthy. Everybody's where's still your healthy, right? Tripod. Uh update wise, everybody's healthy, right? Uh yeah, actually uh, Godwin uh, Patrick is coming back from his whatever his internal discipline was. Shh. It was four games. Um so you know the uh, Godwin appears to be he wasn't mentioned at all even though he clearly separated or dislocated his thumb. Is that is that your opinion or did you read that? I, well, I'm no medical doctor, but I stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night. Um it, it's my opinion, but if you watch the video, it's like his thumb stuck out of an angle that's I mean it's not quite Joe Thisman's leg, but it was pretty bad. Right. But that, that, I mean, everybody is healthy. Yes. I mean, think about what happened to Alabama against LSU. Yeah, they, they lost, lost two of their starting linebackers. And then, now, and then Fitzpatrick is banged yeah. up as well. Now they're down to uh, Android linebacker number seven and eight, or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is they have there. Yeah, now they're only uh, now they're down to 11 five stars in the linebacker car rather than 13. Yeah. Boy, that I tell you, though, this is... Um, I, yeah, I wasn't that excited. Will, thanks. I appreciate you. I mean, I feel like this. this. I mean, that's because that's what this I haven't. But, but between my building, between my building project and work, I have not been not sleeping enough. Yet, so, <laughs> but that's what this is, right? That's what this is. This is yeah. that game. And listen, I'm not going to lose faith in what Kirby Smart is doing. I'm not going to no. worry about the direction this is going. But the reason everything has happened, maybe this is a year early. Hey, listen, teams win a year early all the time. The Cubs won a year early. The Astros won a year early. Teams win a year earlier than people expect them to, or even they internally plan to all the time. And that said, I know that we have this idea that, like, there's just going to be a keep upward swing. Like, this is always this is the fallacy of program building, even with the best coaches and the best managers and the best franchises, is the idea that, oh, well, they did this this year and they're young. Next year, it'll just get even better. But weird things happen all the time. One thing that Georgia, that we just kind of touched on, one thing that Georgia has been incredibly fortunate about this year, health, other than Eason, which I think we can, people can argue turned out better anyway, health has been... Wonderful for this team this year. They've they, they've they've had guys get hurt, come back, and people have surpassed them on the depth chart. I mean, you know, the, the health has been a wonderful thing for this team. That doesn't happen all the time. This team could be better next year, but have bad injury luck or a ball bounce a weird way. These, my point is, these opportunities, even when you're great, do not come around all the time. And to me, that's all the more reason to make sure they take advantage of it on Saturday. Well, I mean, you could kind of draw a comparison to the Falcons last year. Those opportunities don't come around often, and we thought that the Falcons would be great yeah. again, and they're 4-4 four and four and look terrible. So, yeah. uh, with a lot of the same pieces. They look probably- soft. That Panthers, like once they had that, fun, once the Panthers stopped them that fourth, on that fourth down, yeah. they looked like, oh, they're better than us. And it was, it was surprising to see a team that came that close to come to the Super Bowl the look so soft effect. in year two. Yeah, and it's interesting that that is... Yeah, right. That Nick Saban, he's a good talent evaluator, especially as it comes to coaches. I do have one point. You, you start talking about coaches are firing their teams. It feels to me like ex- Nick Saban's extra bitchy right now because of what's <laughs> going on with Georgia. And I'm, yeah. not, and, I, and I'm not claiming I don't want Bama. Okay, let's be clear, Bama Rose. I'm not <laughs> asking for Bama. Did you see the we want, we want UGH sign at the uh, college game day? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I don't want Bama thinking we want that. <laughs> okay, let me be very clear about that. But – Nick Saban, had, he was extra. He was extra, like, 
What's the rat poison thing? That's everything well, he had a rat poison, but he also was just like, he was like, I've been telling him we haven't had hard yet. And like, he, he made a noun out of hard. And, um, <laughs> that, and he's just like, blah, 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 this Coke bottle and stuff. And I, I, I do think whether it's purely an act, and I think some of Nick Saban is an act. Yeah, when, I mean, I, yes, he's a cyborg. But he also has shown gregarious sides and, and has some, some fun. But He's not Belichick. He's not Belichick, which is pure like football. Yeah. Like, and, um, but he, he's getting increasingly grumpy over not... Things aren't worth getting grumpy about. Yeah, right. So I, I you know, I don't know, maybe maybe his maybe his maybe his large adult son is making him sad because his large adult son is, you know, having fun and also doing this. Um one thing I want to ask both of you guys on about before we get uh before we, we leave this game and start getting the real stuff. In addition to this being a huge, 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 massive game, um in the context of this season. We've done podcasts in the past and discuss who's the biggest rival and who is this on. Uh, Scott, you have discussed in the past how uh, uh, with with uh, your wife's family being from Columbus, with my wife's family also being from Columbus. I wrote that down. Yes. Most objectionable is Auburn. Yeah. Do you feel – it's funny for all – and maybe it's just because everyone's so biz, all business about this because this game is so important no matter who they're playing. But it doesn't feel – this feels outside the Vengeance Tour. No, like the Florida felt like a vengeance tour. Tennessee feels like a vengeance tour. This just feels like a huge game. Not to say there aren't things you shouldn't be angry at Auburn about. It just feels more business like than that. I mean, we've only lost to them two times. In the We're past nine and two years. in eleven years against right? Auburn. So they're two champions. They're well, they're cha- they're they're a miracle season where they, they and, end and up losing to FSU. Um, Thirteen, and there was some other year. Uh, Ten, and the, the, Cam, the, the yeah, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, and then and then yeah, the yeah, the, the, the what was it, the, the prayer at Jordan here. Was that the prayer turn here? Yeah, and then, thirteen, and then the kick. That was six. my first year here. Yeah, yeah. holy cow. Year. Yeah, yeah, but no, I was, I, I was going to say that I, I referenced that two hundred. That was uh, two thousand fifteen. Our first year, our first season, yep. in this mm-hmm. podcast that I crowned Auburn as my most objectionable team. And you're right, Will. It doesn't. You know, usually when the Auburn game runs around every year, it's like, oh, you know, I start thinking about all those fans that there's whose phone is going off. Mine's in the car. Mine's okay. not doing anything. It must be mine. I don't yeah, know. I think it's anyway. It's not mine. Um, but no, it, the stakes are way too high to get petty with. Oh, they're my most objectionable team because sure they're always going to be that. But this year, it's it's a lot more laser focused as a fan, and the team seems that way as well. And plus, yeah, the nine and two record in the past eleven years kind of softens that. Well, I mean, I continue to want to beat Florida the most and take the most joy from making Florida look bad. Um, but I think it's the smugness that always there's a, there's you know, a smugness. You know what? And that that brings me to a point that I uh, actually read on Twitter, and it, it kind of goes to the whole fact where Auburn is never anyone's first choice; it's always their second choice. <laughs> and Dog Fan nineteen eighty Robert yes. um, made a I, I can't quote it accurately. I, I retweeted it, so you can check the Twitter. But basically, saying that and had like a hundred and one likes and yeah. fifty retweets because he nailed it. Yeah, that's uh, what, but, Auburn's never anyone's first choice of school. Well, in the, you know, kind of where I was going with this is that the the thing about it, if you're a, certainly an old old school Georgia fan. Um, before we got where we couldn't win football games in Florida, Auburn really was that game that 
we would go there, they would come here and ruin otherwise pretty good seasons. The 84 season, we actually were having a pretty good year, and then we lost to Auburn. That turned out to be a pretty good team. I mean, they were probably – I know this is going to surprise people, but it turns out that they were had a lot of players that were paid. Um, the, that's, that's your go-to. Well, especially with Auburn. I mean, because <laughs> – Bruce Pearl is their basketball coach. Which, which is – Proof that Chuck Person was paying somebody to right. come to a barbecue, um, or he was listening on phone calls. He was doing something wrong. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. think about the two best players in Auburn basketball history are Chuck Person, who's under who just got arrested by the FBI, and Charles Barkley, who has I think been arrested three times in the last week for for uh, for something. you just name it something. <laughs> and of course, it's Charles Barkley's. Everyone just the cop just laughs. And he's like, oh, so you have. Oh, I mean, Malaysian, Malaysian prostitutes in your car. Barkley well, is, is 100% on the list of people I'd go to Vegas with in a heartbeat. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. I don't know if this would come back. <laughs> well, that's the point of going to Vegas with <laughs> yes. Barkley. Yes, yes. Um, so, you know, the, the thing about beating Auburn, especially this year, is that, well, you mentioned this Sunday, they have a better chance of going to the playoffs right now than say Southern Cal or whatever. Ohio State. Ohio State. State, I mean, and this is something I have to assume Kirby is talking about with this team. It's like, we don't don't care about when we're playing in Atlanta. We're going to win this game. And I think it's important for Georgia fans to remember. And I want us to make sure that we – I I can't go to the game this week. I've never really thought the SEC chant thing was really a thing. And, you know, I've I've chanted SEC, uh, particularly against Louisville in the Belt Bowl, which is a sad commentary, but I did want... (laughs) These are darker times. I did want Grantham to know that we were here. Um, The... uh, by the way, Bryce Ramsey's career game. Amazing. The... um, But the, the thing about it is this, is that... I think it's important that we as fans also focus or, or, or reflect what Kirby, as coach, uh, is trying to get his team to buy into, which is Auburn in and of itself. We don't need motivation to beat them. It doesn't have to be revenge tour. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be about anything other than we want to go and steal your lunch money, and we want you to be happy we did. And that is exactly the kind of thing that it feels like this team has gotten really, really good at. All right, so should well, we? Well, I wanted, well, sorry to cut you off, no. but I wanted to kind of go through a few stats about the game. Oh, yes. Um, Georgia's favored by two and a half. And is the, the NFL line is you get three for a home? Is that's, that the that's same about thing the same with college? For, I mean, that's kind of the Vegas standard. Okay, well, the, it, it kind of makes sense because if you look on the ESPN score predictor or something, Auburn is a 51% chance of winning. Yeah. So that kind of, to me, that kind of balances that out. I think, I think we're 54 in Bill Conley's. Yeah. 54%. Okay. And 63 on 538. 63? Oh, okay. I like that website then. Um, <laughs> so all-time series, of course. Uh, this is the 121st meeting. Georgia is 57 wins. Auburn 55. And there's been eight ties. And point-wise, we're within like 10 points. It used another, to be right? closer, but Georgia's kind of separated a little bit. Um, uh, I said the Auburn had a 51% chance of winning, according to ESPN. Auburn, interesting this game's on CBS. Auburn has lost their last six CBS games. The last win they had on CBS was uh, 2015 against Louisville. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, it's the first time since 2004 um, and the fourth time ever that both teams are ranked in the top ten. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it was sometime in the 80s, sometime in the 70s, and yeah. then today, and then uh, 04. And, yes, Trey Matthews is still playing for Auburn. He's a senior. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was, and everybody knows this except three of y'all listening, but Trey Matthews was one of the defenders 
on the prayer at Jordan Hare. I mean, he was uh, my he, favorite. He played for Georgia. Recruit. Yeah. So he's been he's been playing college ball for a while. One thing that you know people uh, were as, as a ahead. note, I'd like to make sure we send him out with never having a win in the in the Georgia Auburn series. Yeah. Oh, That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Um, don't 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 look over Auburn's uh, efficiency and and legitimate chance of beating Georgia because in their last five games they beat A and M last week by fifteen points. Two weeks ago they beat Arkansas by thirty two. They lost to LSU in a tough one, but they were leading by twenty earlier in that game. They beat they beat uh, that was the Malzahn game. They got yeah, Mal- that's, exactly. they got that's, that's where Malzahn. hopefully they got, they got Malzahn. Yeah. Hopefully that comes around again. Uh, Ole Miss they beat them by nineteen, and they beat Mississippi State by thirty nine points. So huh. I mean that that looks very similar to Georgia's ledger. Yeah. Um, except they've got that one loss, and like you said earlier, they did lose to Clemson. But they gave up 11 sacks in that game, and they still only lost by eight points. Yeah. We get 11 sacks, we're going to beat them by 25 points. Yes. Sure, sure. I don't guess. I don't, think, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But yeah. So um, another question for you. This is kind of trivia-ish. You know how every week I seem to be updating the active win streaks in the nation? Yes. Miami has run theirs up to 13, which okay. is quite impressive. I mean, that's Coach Rick. Yeah. Won 13 in a row over there. Um, did, did he ever win 13 in a row? I mean, there's no way. What's, what's the most he ever Georgia? won? Maybe in 2002, 2003. Um, I mean, we, we no, were 13-1 and one we in 2002. To, yeah, but we, we lost to Florida. And then in three, we started out against... Are you making this up? Do you really remember what happened in 2003? I'm trying to remember who we started the season off with. I can, I can look. Um, so my question would be... Uh, the answer, I'm, I'm going to go with no. no. Okay. okay. The, the website I'm looking at this shows the top seven teams with the current active streaks. Yes. Miami's number one at 13. Georgia's 10. It uh, has numbers, number two. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a couple other teams in there like Wisconsin. Can you tell me who the, has the sixth longest current active win streak right now in college football? I mean, Alabama? UCF. Alabama's higher. UCF's higher. They're like three or four. We know it's not Georgia Tech. It's, uh, it's, it's Notre Dame. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow that's okay. crazy. Yeah. They've won six yeah. or seven in a row. I just, I, you know, it's just funny that teams are falling off uh, the map and Notre Dame is, just keeps winning. We'll talk about that game. Who that yeah. Notre Dame game yeah. is going to be the, uh, I mean, uh, That's where game day is going to be. Yeah. Because that's a night Georgia game, right? Georgia offers a, a CBS yeah. game. I think it's a night game, too. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a, one other reason to want Georgia to win is I'm not going to want to watch any more college football uh, the rest of the night if Georgia loses, and I really want to watch that game. So Yeah, I'm I think that's right. <clears throat> so you want to get in the picks? Well, should we do picks or should we talk briefly about basketball? Yeah, well, let's, yeah, let's talk briefly about basketball because okay. basketball starts Friday basketball night. Starts, yeah. Is this a time where people could check out? No. No. Okay. Basketball, no. Check out for the picks. Uh, Hang out for it. college basketball okay. because bad. we're going to talk. I want to hear people smart I am. Because we're going to talk to some college. I mean, like, like, So can I check out? No, because we're going to talk about college basketball when this football season is over. Uh, when we, By not, the way, not, have you seen his footwear? No, I haven't. It's really interesting. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I get it from the Tony uh, so, School of Fashion. I don't know. It's kind Bro, of a. Uh, I don't. I don't yeah. wear Georgia house shoes. It's kind of a CrossFit elf with um, socks on. My feet were cold. It is cold. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not t- cold. It's, it's like 80 freaking degrees, and it's yeah, mid-November. It's, it's terrible. Lovely. It's awful. It's um, so basketball starts. We, we uh, This is, I think, a very pivotal, 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 pivotal year uh, for, for Georgia uh, because, A, they have what you could many people are arguing is the 
SEC preseason player of the year in Yante Maiton. Some would say Michael Porter, the uh, freshman at Missouri. But uh, they have a legitimate potential <laughs> All-American player. Uh, they have uh, Hammonds, who's coming back, who I think has, if you look at the preseason games, he was one of their best scorers. They have Odebe. They have a lot of guys back. And they have Turtle Jackson, who we've talked about being from Athens. Uh, th- this is a team that needs backcourt help, losing J.J. Frazier as the guy that they could rely on. There were many games last year where it was Frazier and Yante scoring like 50 of the 65 points, yeah. which is not going to cut it, particularly with Frazier gone. Um, but it's a pivotal year for a couple other reasons. Obviously, it's Fox's seventh year. He has made the tournament twice and never won a game in the tournament which is unacceptable for a lot of people. Um, I would argue uh, uh, that there's another element to this now in the wake of the FBI stuff, mm-hmm. in that there is... Um, Fox has been very outspoken about how much he welcomes the FBI stuff and how he is, he's been... There have been things he has not been willing to do that uh, Georgia, though arguably the last two or three years have been some of his best recruiting years at Georgia, there's been stuff he's been not willing to do in recruiting and how it's been very frustrating for him and he's hoping this will be somewhat cleansing for the game. I think that is a factor, frankly. If he has a noble year and a solid year and just misses the tournament, I think that will make it harder for them to fire him than it might be. Uh, that's something that worked in his favor is probably the best way to put it. I think there will still be fans that will be angry. I think there will still be friends that, fans if they don't make the tournament. Uh, there is much uh, wide variety of thoughts of what George is going to do this year. I had a podcast with Matt Norlander, who is a CBS, writer Sweet. for CBS, yeah. for CBS uh, <clears throat> a sports college basketball writer, one of my favorite, probably my favorite college basketball writer. Uh, he, uh, he, uh, he and I, on my personal podcast, we had a long preview Today, he thinks the SEC is actually the best conference in the country. Which is year. a huge change over the which past. Which is kind of an amazing thought. Ten years, maybe? Which is kind of a bummer for Georgia, because I think if they had the team they had now, like with the, with the conference the way it was three years ago, I think they could finish. I guess they did finish second or third three years ago. But I think that... Uh, well, the good, the good news about that is that... There's more quality wins There's to be more had. quality wins yeah. to be had. I mean, that's the thing that, had, that Georgia has really struggled with, is like, you know, we have gone 10, you know, 11... 10, 11, even nine wins in the conference, and that's just not enough yeah. because. Particularly when they always had that one game that's an early it's, loss. Oh, yes. To, in Georgia Tech to or Oakland. Oakland or, or, yeah. Although Oakland was a decent team. Yeah, um, Oakland may be the best non uh, Power Seven this year. Yeah. But the, 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 the part about it that is, is interesting to me is that with the SEC being much better, we're looking like somewhere between a six and eight. Yes. League. I mean, I think Norlander's thinking six to seven, yeah. right? Um, and he has Georgia I, out. He does have Georgia out. He does out. have Georgia out. But it's worth knowing that, like, Lind, I would discuss earlier that Lindy's Lindy magazine. Lindy has in. Had, not only has this in, has Georgia as the 19th ranked team in the country. Really? Now, that's insane. I don't think, I don't remember the last time Georgia's ever been ranked. That, that, Is that, that a high. five seed? Uh, That'd be like a six generally seed. Generally five, 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 yeah. six seed. And, um, that would be insane. They have been making, they've been winning a game in the tournament. I have not seen a lot of other people that have put that. Most people have yeah. them as a potential, basically what they were last year, a bubble yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, they were on the lower end of the bubble last year. Um, <clears throat> I don't, it would be a bummer for me to see Yante Maiden not get a chance to go back to the tournament and not get a chance to win in the tournament. I think that 
this is the year that Mark Fox's plan is to have guys like Mayton who mm-hmm. stay here for four years mm-hmm. and are top shelf guys and are coachable and play good defense and can score from the perimeter and down low and be fundamental dudes and play and play his way. This is the year where that gets. Te- this is the year where we find out if that works or not. Because a lot, of, because there's sure there's a lot of other talent in the SEC. There's a lot of better coaches in the SEC. There used to be, but there's still a lot of teams that have a lot of good recruits. Like I'll put it this way. This is the ultimate test. Is Georgia going to be better than Missouri this year? Missouri has the top number one college player in the country, Michael Porter. Right. They have one of the best. Like Missouri was horrible, horrible, horrible last year. And they brought in a great recruiting class. It's kind of a one-time deal. Porter is going to be a one-and-done. He has a Missouri connection. They hired his dad. But this is not like Missouri's not going to turn to Kentucky overnight. Like this is Missouri. These are two different schools of thought about college basketball. There's Missouri, which is the just get your huge recruit and make a big splash. And then there's the Mark Fox who plays the long game and tries to build up a, a experienced team and tries to and tries to do it his kind of way. <clears throat> to me, if he can finish above Missouri, which I think probably puts him in the tournament, this is a test to that model. But the people that are frustrated with him, that are impatient with him, if Missouri can just show up out of nowhere with a horrible with, with team last a guy. year with a, one guy that the guy that George has never been able to get and pass them I think it's fair to wonder uh, whether it's ever going to happen well the interesting part about it and uh, you know Scott's already falling asleep but the interesting part about this to me is that it is a it is a proof of concept about the Mark Fox way I guess is the right way of putting it but the right. other thing is that if there are any more bombshells out of the FBI that could really change the math on whether or not Mark Fox stays or goes. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're in a situation where, I mean, it is conceivable that um, it's conceivable that Auburn, although right now Kentucky has not been in the mix, but it's hard to imagine. Yeah, it's and, Kentucky. And, and by, no, by no means am I throwing shade at Kentucky. I will do that when it's appropriate, but <laughs> it's hard to imagine that Kentucky – Recruits have not been given opportunity to take money from shoe shoe right, companies. Right. Frankly, it's hard to imagine a place like Florida has not been. It's, it's nothing to do with Florida. It has everything to do with the, the level of the recruits they've gotten. And for what it's worth, like to me, the Auburn Bruce Pearl thing is the perfect example of like yes, Auburn. Right. Is, Auburn not only has not been not made the tournament, not really been very good his right. first three years. His like they're thought to be pretty good this year, but now they're going to be abysmal. Yeah. Cause their top two players uh, are probably going to have to sit out yeah. because they're a part of this investigation. So whereas Georgia doesn't have to deal with that. So the bigger that investigation becomes, frankly, the better it is for Mark Fox. And, and part of the proof of concept though does involve Yante Maton being a really, really good basketball player. It's been since uh, really since KCP that you have had, on a, a, a true like centerpiece star on this team, and he's a totally different player. But you know, I, I would argue the Mayton fits more what Fox wants to do yeah. because Fox Fox fundamentally is a. I mean, he he really is an, an Irk Russell. He loves defense. Like yeah. a perfect game for Mark Fox is a fifty four forty eight blowout. Right, he which was, is frustrating to a lot of people. It is an yeah. it is an ugly basketball but game. Man, to watch. like other and other coaches, you saw Tom Izzo, just yes. raving yes. about Fox. And, and, was he doing it this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Play, yeah. like, yeah. He, like other would, coaches love, love, love. Look, Mark Fox. look, I went to a national championship game between Duke and Butler, where the final score was in like it was seventy to sixty seven. Yeah. Right, and I watched another Butler game, and people were like, "Oh, it's the worst national championship oh, no, game Butler, ever." Connecticut, Butler, Butler, Connecticut. Butler, Connecticut. It was like forty. Like but that 40 was, years. but that was a, 
I mean, that was a terrible shooting. No, it was a great defense. Yeah. I mean, in, in you know, let me let me preface all this to say that if Mayton gets his, you know, fifteen to twenty, stays, uh, doesn't doesn't foul out, gets his thirty two to thirty five minutes a game, and has All American year, it's hard to imagine Georgia absent. Like really not developing anybody on the perimeter, not getting in the tournament. Now it'd be nice to see Turtle take a step forward. That's been right, a, and, and, and Turtle. And I was about to say the key to that's Turtle, yeah. right? Or Hammonds, unless Hammonds can like really be ready from day one. Now the freshmen from from Bainbridge offer yeah. a, a fair amount of intrigue, but um, yeah, Mark Fox and freshman, yeah, man. I know, I know. So all right, so, so uh, the, the 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 I think, but brief takeaways going in. Here's your narratives for basketball. Need to get in the tournament. We'll see what happens with Fox. No Kentucky home game this year. Wah, no Kentucky wah. home game. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Georgia Tech, Georgia, right before Christmas. We're actually yeah. going to do a podcast. Live, live pod, yeah. We're going to do a, uh, not live pod, but we will do a podcast from the stands. We will be, so look for us. It'll be on ESPNU, December 19th. You will see the three, your hosts uh, in, in section Q, row, uh, row, whatever. Um, and yeah, and they host Temple. That's another fun, fun game. So I would like to see them get through the non-conference with no more than one loss. You do that, you're in a very good position. Okay, now we can do... Now, we can do picks or Now guys. Scott picks. can come back from the bathroom. Are you back? Scott's one of those picks Georgia, or reviews. Scott's one of those Georgia fans who thinks it's cool not to like the second biggest college sport. I like that's a huge college deal. basketball. I don't. You just don't like any, talking about it. I just don't know enough to to sound intelligent about it, so I just remain. I quiet. talk about football all the time that way. Okay. Okay. So but Monday night's game, SEC Network Plus. You watch it on uh, ESPN. Uh, watch ESPN. It's Bryant, right? Yes, Bryant. And they're the are they the Bulldogs? They are the Bulldogs. So the Bulldogs. So where, are they, where are they located? They're from. They're from. I believe. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah, they are in the the uh, the uh, the Great Mountain Allegheny what Conference. Their, what is their conference? Northeast, Northeast Conference. Okay, are y'all done? <laughs> <laughs> then they get USC Upstate. Yes. Where are they from? Southern Cal. Southern Southern Cal. They are from you know the Southern South Carolina Upstate. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was they get Corpus Christi. So, question for y'all: Do you yes. want to do picks first, or do you want to do the eight podcast reviews? Picks, that we have? picks, picks. Okay, picks. so. Now is the time you can turn it off. Or no, because we board. haven't given our picks yet. Oh, yeah, that's true. Governor, I keep forgetting it. I'm trying to be a little bit more. By the way, this week was really hard to come up with. I think I came up with 15, 14, 15 14. games because there are a lot of ranked matchups. And also, there are a lot of teams out there that are playing intriguing matchups that are still in the playoff mix. Yeah. This is not going to be a problem the week after this, by the way. No. The week after this is a very no, lousy week. No, no, no. It was announced today that Georgia and Kentucky are playing at 3.30. 3.30? 3.30. That, that's how bad that week Woo! is. That they Sorry. Get the 3.30 game. Final no game. home games. By the way, we kind of want Tech to start winning if we, if we don't want to have to play at noon on the yeah. ACC network yeah. against Georgia Tech. <laughs> All right. So I ranked these in order of don't care to care a lot. <laughs> So, uh, Washington at Stanford. I was about to say Washington Stanford's gonna be the first I say, one. I feel like that's actually how my I believe my father ranked the, raised his children. He would rank yes. the children in order of don't care yes. to uh, slightly slightly interested. So I'm going to say uh, Washington since they're ranked number nine. I'm going to pick them. Yeah, as long as Bryce Petty's hurt, it's hard to imagine Stanford doing. Bryce something Petty like plays for Stanford. Bryce Love. Bryce no, Love. You said Petty. Yeah, I did say Petty. You're right. It, okay. it is worth noting. Uh, this was mentioned in the solid verbal this morning. That Stanford still has a way to win their side of the Pac-12. Oh yeah, which is kind so they of have amazing. To win this week they have to win this week, and then they watch the beat Wash U. That knocks out everybody over there. 
I mean, they're going to play. Another thing about Georgia, the importance of them getting in. The Big Ten now looks like they're not going to have a team unless Wisconsin wins. Pac-12 is potentially loses all its teams. There's going to be some slots to be had. That doesn't hurt. Can you guess? So, do y'all make your picks? Yes. Can you guess what game I pick next? Um, I'm trying to remember what else I have. Give me a couple. Is, is Illinois on the schedule this week? Yes. yes. Okay, <laughs> Illinois. Okay, Indiana <laughs> at Illinois. The two winless teams in the Big Ten uh, battling it out. Uh, I do not think Illinois is beating anybody the rest of the year. So this is the this is the last chance they have. They get to add Ohio State next week, so that'll be fun. Um, but uh, I think this is. I'm, I I can't pick the Illinois the way they're playing right now. Yeah, are you? IU, they're both... No, one's U of I. Oh, okay. Is that like KU and UK? Yes. Okay, I'm going to pick U of I, Illinois. Okay, that's Illinois. All right. Somebody's Homer. phone is like My phone's totally... still in the car. Okay. Doing what? What's it doing? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's making all these like noises in There's... my headphones. I don't know if the if listeners can hear it. Have but... you watched Signs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no phone. <laughs> well, it's like Stranger Things if There's... the lights start flickering. Um, all right. Uh, Michigan State at Ohio State. Man... <sighs> Can I'm gonna, I'm gonna go imagine, with you. Got to pick Michigan State. Urban Meyer, Shelly Meyer's gonna call all kinds of nine one one if they lose this game. Yeah. So what was the hashtag sad pizza that I kept seeing? Okay, so you, you, oh, you say, uh, six, I missed it. I five missed years it. ago, the yeah. first year he coached at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, it was the it first might have been the full game. game. I thought it was the first, first game. game. That's right. So they lose that game, and someone catches a picture of Urban Meyer eating pizza on the golf cart, like like hang dog eating yeah. pizza like, like sad piano like sad pi- that's right like crappy ass P- papa john's pizza it not a sponsor and frankly unless you want to give us a lot of money you won't be yes. um yeah what papa john's don't eat papa john's for don't, God's uh, sake. don't eat it's papa bad john's pizza. really it's oh, terrible don't it's all the same to me yeah. okay well let's crossfit talk yeah, so uh yeah i still pick an ohio state crossfit the, the, oh, wait a minute hold let me ask you a question yeah is it going to storm, or how much is Michigan State disrespected? Yeah, yes. I'm I picking Ohio State. I, I don't, still pick Ohio State. I thought there's enough talent on that team. I, I, I can't see that happening two weeks in a row. Iowa at Wisconsin. Mm. <clears throat> I feel like Iowa kind of shot at their load. Wisconsin? To be, to be a little bit. I think, West, I think if Wisconsin loses a game before then, it'll be Michigan. I think Michigan's better than Ohio. I'm picking Wisconsin. I'm picking Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Uh, TCU at Oklahoma. There are a lot of good games this week. So here's the here's the situation. TCU is undefeated, right? They're eight and one. They're eight and one. Same oh, the Iowa State, yeah. yeah. So this is absolutely elimination it's game. Totally elimination game. Even though they these two teams could end up playing in the the Big Twelve championship because they're bad at this. Um, <laughs> I, I think Baker Mayfield's a difference maker. I think he's a clear Heisman favorite. Um, I, you know, I, it's hard to imagine they're going to score sixty something enormous. points, yeah. but I still think Oklahoma wins. There's argument made that like oh, getting Oklahoma in the playoffs should be a priority just because they play in this kind of wild. Like they're going to they scored sixty six freaking points last week. I think Oklahoma. Keeps I mean, they're the most interesting offense right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and go, they're most Oklahoma. interesting to watch your team play offense against them. Yeah, uh, Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Virginia Tech's coming off that tough loss to yeah, Miami. but Georgia Tech just lost to Virginia. Um, they typically do that. Yeah, this there's a part of me that wonders if this is like a weird game where Georgia Tech has their random isn't it always twenty eight yards yeah, yeah. yeah. four and twenty eight yards rushing. I still think Virginia Tech wins, but uh, I mean I think Georgia Tech is definitely playing itself into that game being a noon game because they're, yeah. they're kind of falling apart right now. Yeah, Vatek's only a three point favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna uh, pick Virginia Tech. But what time is that game? It's not looking good. Twelve twenty. It's uh, not a noon game. 
1220, that's the ACC network. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with... Uh, Raycom, Jefferson Pilot. Vatek. Jefferson Pilot. Uh, Florida State at Clemson. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kentucky at Vanderbilt. You know, when I put this game, I almost took it off just because I had to pick some games. But the spreads are really close on this game, yeah, right? Yeah, three and a half. Vanderbilt's favored. So, it's... Kentucky, come on, man. Seriously, guys. Like, I'm glad they lost so we all have our little SEC championship celebration. But, like, it was kind of right there for them, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, they, they could have totally done the Missouri back in weird game. They, they, have, they, they had control their own destiny, and they lost at home to a team that can't even play in a bowl game. Screw those guys. I'm picking Vanderbilt. I'm picking Kentucky. Bounce back. I'm going to go with Vanderbilt. Uh, Bert at hey, Bert. Ed. Hey. LSU is going to beat them by a thousand points. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas has quit. They on barely them. beat Coastal Carolina. Coastal. Now, this it was a crazy turnover luck game, but still, you can't, you can't. Did you see the picture of the of the of the Arkansas tickets strapped yes. to the tree? Someone strapped Arkansas tra- tickets to a tree saying, "Just take them." Were they still yours? Yes, and they were still there. What's the joke? Somebody left four yeah. more. Well, yeah, that's right. Somebody saw left two <laughs> tickets under my windshield wiper for Falcons. Came back number six there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Florida, <laughs> three and five. Florida, uh, it's South Carolina. South Carolina is going to boat race them, aren't they? Florida's ready to go home. Yeah. Florida's ready. To go home. Florida has gone home. Yeah, South Carolina, Tennessee. <laughs> I'm laughing again at uh, Missouri. Missouri is become is going to become bowl eligible. Good for them, man. <laughs> you know the funny thing is that this game, Missouri has they're an eleven and a half point favorite. They're 11 half point favorite. Woo. Yeah, I'm picking Missouri. But. You no, know, I heard a stat today. Who was I listening to? Jeff and Chris on the 960. 960, though. Yeah, afternoon show. And one of them made the point saying if Tennessee loses to Missouri, they will have lost all of their last games to whatever SEC team they're playing. Well, currently, that yeah, currently they have a they, – because they Like lost a one-game losing streak at they, least. They already have a one-game losing streak to everybody in the SEC yeah. already. Yeah. So That's an amazing stat. Yeah. So I have to ask this question. What in the hell is going on in Tennessee? They haven't fired him yet. <laughs> they're trying they, – they must know something about John Gruden or T. Martin or something like that. I mean, they have, you have to assume that there's a long game being played here, but – they just want to watch. They just square. really like. Want to watch square. You know what? We're already paying him. Yeah, screw it. Let's let's get some enjoyment. Maybe there. he'll screw something up. We fire him for calls. Yeah, that's maybe what, yeah, Jimmy that's, Sexton that's, called and said, "Yeah, stay with my guy, and yeah. some good things will happen there for you." you. So maybe like right before he goes out for every press conference, they're like, "I heard someone wants it wants to kill you," <laughs> and then he'll just like blurt it out and they'll be like, "There's no proof of that. We don't know where he came up with that." And then they've got there for costs. Right. Uh, Alabama at Mississippi State. This What's game. The line? What's the line? Fourteen and a half, and Alabama has won nine in a row over Mississippi State. Um, they won last year. They won fifty-one to three in Tuscaloosa. This game being in Starkville has a lot of crazy potential. What time is this game? Seven. <laughs> is it? Yes. I'm asking these questions just to watch this, just to watch the eyeballs roll around. To say nineteen, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this game has a lot of potential to be crazy. the The thing about it is that offenses like this have traditionally given Alabama fits. Here's the thing: I just think Alabama has a little too much going, but this game could be closed late. I, I still think Alabama wins, but it has it has potential. 
This is a game I want to be close, but it probably won't be. I'm taking Alabama. I agree. I think Alabama will roll. Interesting. Um, Mississippi State has won three times in the last 12 years. They won in 06 and 07, and technically they won in 05 because it was vacated by Alabama, which they really won 17 nothing. Because of textbooks? I don't even remember what happened back then, oh. but they vacated that. So, um, it was Mike Price related. Um, it's rolling, baby. Roll tide. It's roll rolling, baby. Tide. All right. Notre Dame at Mark Richt. Um, this game is going to be fun. Notre Dame actually beat Miami last year. That was one of their four wins. They won by a field goal. Um, and Miami has not beat Notre Dame since 1989. That was Dennis Erickson versus Lou Holtz. That's Catholic's convicts time. Yes. Was that yeah. still in that era? I think it was still in that. the end of that era. Yeah. Well, see, because if you saw the 30 for 30 about, yeah. I think they did two of them or something. The 1985 game was when Jimmy Johnson, I think, won 58 to 7, and it was Jerry Faust's last game. And, you know, it was kind of like controversy because they didn't think that he should have done him that way, if you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, because they knew yeah. he was gone. Right. right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they uh, Miami has something to prove against Notre Dame. I mean, this is... I said, again, I joked, made this joke earlier, but like well, another reason to root for Georgia. This game is going to be awesome. Like this is this is, you know, I, I I feel like both of these teams are not quite as good as they have played, but they also both seem to be peaking right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and they both think this is their year. Because, I mean, I, and I'll say, I think you can make an argument that we we talked earlier about how is this the year for Georgia? But if it's not. Next year could be, or next year, like we're clearly on an upward swing, and there's a lot of things that feel sustainable. I don't know if this feels like a special year for both of these teams, and one of them's going to have it destroyed from this game. Um, it's exciting. I mean, freaking game day is at a Mark Richt, is that, is that a Mark Richt undefeated game in November? Like, these are wild times. Brandon Woodbush goes off, Notre Dame wins. I'm Picking Miami. I'm picking Miami as well. I think Miami wins this and loses to Clemson in the NCAA championship game. That's my guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Georgia, Auburn. Whew. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on, y'all. Yeah, here we go. Big swigs. Big swigs. Let's mark, by the way, remember the notebook. Preseason. Tony, you had Georgia losing this game. I did. I had losing this Georgia losing this game, and you had them winning this game, correct? I did. Okay, I did. Did you have them going like twenty four zero? I had them losing to Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. But then I mean, I had Auburn. them. Lo- I had them losing Notre Dame. So yeah, I, I had, had them losing Notre Dame and Auburn. Yeah, yeah I had them beating too. Auburn twice, which could only happen if Alabama loses to Mississippi State. I guess. Well, no, no it can't no, happen. No, all that's got to happen is is Auburn's got to beat Georgia and Alabama, and then yeah. Auburn will play Georgia. No, I had, I had, I had Georgia them, beating Auburn twice. I had Georgia losing to Auburn twice. This this game and okay. SEC championship. And I had them, I had them losing to this and then losing. <clears> but to Georgia Alabama. can't beat Auburn twice. No, they Correct. can't. They cannot. Okay. Have. But in August, they could have. Yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's why you make okay. predictions. Yes. Okay. Let's make it. What do you think? Go, go, Tony. Let's hear it. So when you sit down and look at this game, it has all the potential. I mean, the instinct is going to be that you think this game is going to be high scoring, right? And when you look at the two defenses, it's hard to, it's hard for me to think that this game is so different than Georgia Notre Dame. Um, I think what happens to this game is that this game is really tight. It's nip and tuck. It's going to be a classic SEC CBS three thirty game. Um, 
and it's going to come down to Rodrigo kicking at a late field goal to win. I'm going to pick Georgia 24-21. All right, my turn. I know you're not going to want to hear this, uh, but I can see a situation where your 24-21 thing happens, but Auburn scores late. Sure. So you're 28-24, and you need from to drive them down the field against in a crazy – uh, uh, in a crazy crowd in a rivalry game late and it feels like the his junior year <laughs> when Fromm finally breaks through and he says you know what that interception I threw oh, come on. was <laughs> that, that was the best thing that could have the time it broke my heart but that interception I threw was the best learning experience, and that that was that I needed to get over that. That's just part of the things to learn when you're a freshman, and that's what helped me make me the quarterback that I am going for my second consecutive Heisman. I that, uh, uh, Tony's trying to interrupt my pick, and he can't interrupt my pick. But uh, I, I will say I don't know if it's exactly how it goes down, but I will say yeah, I am ner- I am more nervous about Georgia trying to come back in a 28-24 under two minutes than I would be Auburn trying to do the same thing. I'm picking Auburn 28-24. All I'm going to say is that it can go either way, and I I just I think Georgia comes out on top. And remember, Notre Dame could have gone either way. Notre Dame could have totally gone either way. I mean, in our picks, I had Notre Dame by two, and Kristen had Notre Dame by one. I mean, uh, Georgia by one. She won all the money. She did win all the money. You know, there's been a lot of um, ties in this game. Uh, I went. I I know. It's not Pat Dye. Pat Dye is not the coach anymore. I didn't interrupt your picks or your your yeah. Sorry, we both just after I just like scolded you for trying. We just both just (laughs) rammed over Scott. He's not done yet. We can interrupt. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was down there. I I did not have tickets, but it was 1994, my freshman year of college. I was watching the game at the Auburn Sigma Chi House. And uh, that was when Eric Zier and Ray Goff tied Terry Bowden. Uh, they, Auburn was undefeated, and that we that was a great tie in Georgia history. Um, I've also been to Jordan Hare when uh, I think it was a Terrence Edwards game where we went into overtime and lost uh, at Jordan Hare, and um, I was there for the 2005 uh, Green to Michael Johnson which was also a close game. I think this game might potentially um, be tied at the end of regulation. And then it ends up into like, uh, you know, 19, was it 96 when Torin Curtsy um, scored all those touchdowns in overtime. It was the first overtime in college football history, uh, overtime game. So I, I just think, I think it's going to be close. But in SEC I, history. I don't SEC. think it was college football. Okay, let's go with that. That sounds accurate. Thanks for interrupting me to correct me. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean that not sarcastically. Which is a nice change. No, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to predict something like uh, a Rodrigo kick in the second overtime after Georgia had stopped on Johnson on the five or something like that, and we win 31 to 28. Wow. wow. Well, regardless of all of this, like this is like this is very real now. Okay, it's at William F. Leach. I don't know. <laughs> it's very real now, right? This is it. This is the this is the thing now. This is not a all right. We, this is not one of those. Okay, we just got to make sure we're up for this game, guys. I'm, I'm glad we waited till Wednesday to record this because I'm really nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, if only. 
Alright, reviews. Alright, so we've got uh Now you can skip out if you Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna check out, that's fine. Um There's some good questions. There are there are some questions. Letters. And we've got some reviews. And so what we're gonna do is we we only read one last week because it was a <clears throat> novel. Um It was it, an awesome novel. It was an awesome novel. Did I we ever hear from that guy? No. Drew that's Abernathy. That's who it was? No. Drew Abernathy. Yes. Do we know who Drew Abernathy? Yeah. No. No, it was not. He's coming up. We got oh, okay. a review from him. Okay. Um so uh, no, I've, I've, it was such a an epic review that I felt the need to even put a a little dulcet tone. Uh, yeah, she did put bed in music, there. It was pretty good music bed underneath it. So um, we've got eight to go over. Um, here, let me uh, use my look. I just unlocked my phone with my face. <laughs> that was. Quite I don't something think to you see. should bang it against your face anymore. Yeah, All right, so that sounds like a party trick. Do you want? There's eight reviews. Let's let's start with. Do you the want one. the good news let's or the start, bad let's news? Let's start with the one we we should start. We should start with Drew Abernathy's. Okay. Okay. Yes. You want the bad news? Is there? Is that, we get a negative review. We got a two star review. Okay. Let's hear. So, it. Um, let's hear. It. Is this Drew Abernathy? That that says his name, Drew Abernathy. Okay, Drew so. Abernathy. What do you got, Drew Abernathy? <laughs> let's hear it, Drew Abernathy. Okay. You know, it's yeah. I'll let you. I've read it a couple times. So everyone keeps looking at me when well, you're about to do this here, review. So he, okay. Here's the setup. Here's the setup. I've seen the review. Scott's seen the review, and Scott and I agree on the potential reaction. Okay. That's fair enough. All right. Seem like nice guys, uh-huh. but but too much forced humor sometimes mm-hmm. and bad rapport. Bad rapport. Like the guys and like the pod occasionally, but after 30 minutes get very annoyed. Mm-hmm. Really sick of them trying really sick of them trying to talk about uniforms. It's mm-hmm. incredibly annoying. Seem like nice guys and know they work hard and appreciate their work. <laughs> But cutting out some of the forced humor and corny mm. jokes would really enhance the pod. Recommend Dog Nation Daily and Glory UGA Pod over this one if you're looking for more Georgia news and not guys just joking around for half the time. Nice. So, thoughts? I mean, I mean, it's just honest review. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a prank show. <laughs> well, what do you guys? Think? No, it's, it's true. I know. It's well, why do you guys keep looking at me? Well, just because Tony and I shared our opinions at the tailgate yes, about it. Yes. So, you know, what, we had, what were your thoughts on that at the tailgate? Because we're on air now. What did you say? I, I, I think we both agree that grammar is a problem. Yeah, grammar seems to be an issue. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think. By the know, way, the humor's not forced. It's just bad, Drew. Okay, yeah. you need to get over it. Listen, listen, I am firmly of the belief that um, um, I know here's a really popular guy to quote these days. Uh, but Woody Allen has this line about um, you can't trust the good. You, you're not supposed to read reviews at all, right? Because you can't. Because a good review, you can't just like. If you believe the good reviews, you have to believe the bad reviews. So if you believe the nice people that say something nice about you, you have to leave. You have to. You know. You have to uh, uh, believe the dicks like uh, like Drew. So um, so I prefer to just ignore both. Unless I would love to hear for you to say seven nice uh, reviews for us after this. Okay. Do we know Drew Abernathy? Not personally. No, that's a common name. And if we do, it's yeah. whatever. He's, do we know him in the biblical sense? Because um, believe you, true, me, it's not my type. I mean, I, I'll, I, I'm even tongue tied about it, but I have not talked uniforms today. True. Thanks for the review, mm-hmm. and thanks for the downloads. Yes, we appreciate you listening. We just really keep do. downloading. Yeah, Drew. just keep just listening. Keep and, and, you know what? You can't. Here's the thing. You can change your review later. So if we do improve, you can change it to a three star or a four star. Or I don't want to improve for Drew. Okay. No, that seems forced. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Um, okay, 
favorite part, this is a five-star review. Mm-hmm. The, his uh, heading was so long it cut it off. <laughs> favorite part of making it be dot, dot, dot. I don't even know. Thanks, fellas, for such a fun podcast. A lot of podcasts I listen to is background noise on the way to work, but you guys keep me engaged the whole show. As a superstitious, cautiously optimistic dog, my question is what are your thoughts what your thoughts would be if an undefeated Miami, for argument's sake, ACC champ, beats out a potentially one loss, hopefully a tight SEC championship game, Georgia team in the playoffs. What difference do you think Kirby Smart brings to UGA versus what Coach Rick took to Miami that have made them most successful at their alma maters? Those questions kind of intersected a sure. little uh, they kind of so basically, what do you think of a UGA Miami matchup? I guess I have to say the only way because we've discussed this. Every national prognosticator loves to pick a oh, Georgia yeah, just, Miami bowl game. It's only acceptable if it's in the playoff because then who cares about the market? Yeah, if thing? it's in the Orange Bowl, yeah, oof. like yeah, but 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 if if you play them like that, that'll be good for national reporters. But like I don't care. Like you play Georgia plays Miami in the playoff game. I could. Like, you know how passionately I feel about this Mark Rick stuff. I don't care about that at all. Like, it's a playoff game. So who yeah. cares? Who cares? Yeah, I'm going to want to make him look bad. Yeah. yeah. But just because he's the, he's the other team. Like, the, yes. like to me, the Rick-Kirby thing is, like, it's, it's a forced storyline unless it's a playoff game, in which case I don't care about the storyline because it's a playoff game. Um, I don't see any way um, a undefeated Miami team and a one-loss Georgia team don't both make it. I just don't. I just don't think there's any other way that doesn't happen because that, because Miami would have beaten Notre Dame. Miami would have beaten Notre Dame, so that knocks them out and knocks Clemson out. And at that point, uh, one loss Oklahoma. I would argue maybe maybe a one loss Oklahoma gets over a one loss Georgia. I don't think so. So um, I, I think that if Miami goes undefeated and Georgia has one loss. Uh, maybe that's a two-three game. Maybe yeah, that's a at the Rose Bowl. Game. Yeah, and uh, that would be something. Yeah, and that was from Die Hard Dog, nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, and if that happens, screw Mark Rick. <laughs> okay, uh, Shano Bowling says five-star review. It's I said it's great to be a Georgia Bulldog. Um, man, what a great find this week as a Texan whose heart was transplanted in Georgia as a kid. This is a welcome event to look forward to in the grand land of O-U-O-S-U-T-U nation. Oh, she said Tulsa. Um, I'm a first-time listener as of the bye week and have found a new love in this world of podcasts. Thanks for putting this together in Go Dogs. <clears throat> Question, could you guys give a quick individual bio just to know your backgrounds and who you are a little bit better? Thanks and keep up the debt. Oh, thanks... Forty and slip. Thanks and keep up the dog work. The dog work. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, quick bio, Will and Tony. Um, I type for a living, and I've lived in uh, Georgia for four years, and uh, I'm just trying to keep up with these guys. I'm a, a reformed exotic dancer who reformed. Just you walking is an exotic dance. Who that was forced. <laughs> Who hates uniform talk and really, really loves barbecue. So I'll interpret what Will said. Will is a writer. He writes for Sports on Earth, and he has lived here in Georgia uh, or in Athens since uh, 2013. He previously lived in uh, Brooklyn and met his wife up there, who's also from Georgia. 
and uh, graduated from the University of Illinois. Tony uh, works at, at UGA. He's a, a lawyer by trade and still you know, does some lawyer stuff, uh, teaches people about being a lawyer, and um, is one of the most knowledgeable dog fans I've ever run into and has a great sense of humor as well. Um, as for me, I am a video editor. I am a uh, audio editor. I do a lot of social media for nonprofits and companies. And my main love is to go out, grab a camera, record something, and then make something, and then be able to share it and get kind of reviews or um, organic shares for the clients that I do it for. So we all love what we do. And um, I've lived in uh, Athens for 12 years. And Tony and I both graduated from Georgia. Yeah. I, I mean, and what Scott's underselling is he has some some of the probably the best and most interesting videos of simple Athens life you'll, you'll see. And well, all three of us are currently dancing exotically. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the review, Shano Bowling. Um, all right. Another five-star review, CNW3. I'm, oh, they couldn't get CNW2, so they had to get CNW3. <laughs> he, he, he was booked on the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> I'm new to the podcast game over the past two years. I've been relegated to two 20-somethings with good content but poor audio. You guys bring a mixture of Southern charm and Midwestern, Northern perspective that make it easy for this 04 UGA grad to feel like I'm back at my tailgate dreaming of sugar falling from the sky. Keep up the great work and get your names out there. I love the shade and shove over curve. <laughs> Spectacular. Thank you. Yeah. And, and while, so I don't forget, I, uh, Nathan of Chapel Bill Curve helped me out last Friday. I had to go shoot something for the red coat. So cool. I tweeted at them. He responded, sent me his phone number. I called him and he helped me out and was, was just a great guy. Despite Will's disdain for them, they're actually cool guys. They are. I know both of them now. So listen, lots of good people. <laughs> Have you uh, been to Charlottesville? Yeah, there are. Yes, yeah, yeah. There are all sorts of wonderful people on both sides. Uh, but no, there are lots of nice people uh, who uh, can't ride the name of the ground with a stick. So, uh, you know, good for them. <laughs> all right. Um, five-star review. Love from the Oregon Outback. And the, the name of this reviewer is Modoc, Oregon. I, I, I guess that's a city in Oregon. Uh, it is now. So there we were in a cold, electricity-less barn eating camp food after a four-day mountain bike tour in remote southern Oregon. I never thought this would happen to me, but... As we drained the last of our bourbon flasks, we cranked WSLS's Missouri preview on our iPhone, and it was glorious. True story. I've loved listening... I got chills on that. I don't know if we'd benefit being cranked. I can use a good cranking, actually. It's been a long week. A cranky could come in handy. <laughs> it's in handy. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved listening to you three since discovering y'all last season. It's a perfect three-part combo of perspectives. All of you remind me of friends I grew up with. Keep it up. Question. I'm a freelancer, so I'm curious. Can y'all write off the maker's mark if consumed during a podcast? I mean, I write all mine off. Yeah, I write my entire life off. Like my, <laughs> oh, yes. I've, I've worked out of home since two thousand five. So every independent contractor. Yeah, everything in my life is written off. All right. Um, here, oh, I almost read the one we did last week. I'm going to skip that because we read that. Um, plus, right. we don't have twenty four minutes. Plus, we don't have that long. Uh, this is uh, from Go Dogs thirty four thirty four. Okay. Okay. Five star review. Great podcast. Awesome podcast and love listening to these guys every week. It feels like I am sitting on my couch talking UGA football with some of my buddies 
and never seems to disappoint. Loyal dog fan and waiting since last Saturday listener from here up in Virginia. Question for Kirby. What percentage of pass plays have been shown in games versus the number of different pass plays that the dogs have been going over in practice? Another way of phrasing that, how many other pass plays do we still have left in the bag that have been worked on in practice that haven't been needed in games yet? I think this would help a lot of UJ fans gauge where our team is at moving forward into the season. If someone could find a way to ask this question during one of the post-practice press conferences, I would greatly appreciate it. Go dogs. I mean, listen, that is a good question. I would not expect a forthright answer to that question. Uh, but I do think that is a good question to ask Kirby's around because it's something we're all fascinated by. I mean, this is something that every single opponent seems to make some sort of joke about how anyone can throw a slant past. And like, obviously that's not fair to Fromm, but it is based in a certain kind of truth, which is that they don't ask him to do that much. You would expect them to ask him to do more, say his junior and senior year when he's overcoming the tragic interception that he threw against Auburn. Uh, But uh, I, I, I think that's where the question comes from. And I think it's, I think it's a good question. I think there's probably a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in that playbook that they're not using. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think there's probably plenty of pass plays that they're not using. I was maybe a little bit of the frustration last week that we kept it so vanilla. We kept really vanilla defense, but we we even kept it uh, vanilla on offense. Uh, ran some exotic run plays, not many pass plays. Um, I don't. The one thing I don't think they're practicing is from throwing an interception late against Auburn. No, don't, don't, don't vote that play. But could you think you could get a press pass to go ask that question? No, I don't think I'm allowed in Bud's Mayor during press day. Maybe we could uh, pass that on to Seth. Or uh, I could probably. I'm a professional journalist. I could probably. <laughs> yeah, you press could press. probably. But I don't want to. I don't want to mix you, business you should, and pleasure. You should go. Just ask one question. I don't want to. I, I, I was during the bye week. I had dinner with Seth. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to go uh, ask him to do it again. Thanks for inviting us. Um, <laughs> this is the last review. <laughs> This is from this is from Hatering. I forgot we were a collective in like the outside of Hi guys. Yeah. This is from Haterade. Haterade. Yeah. Like it. Uh, five star review. Okay. Um, you guys do a great job. Just started listening this year and now I find myself looking forward to each podcast. The interactions between Scott, Will, and Tony are great. Although I would have to say if not for Scott if not for Scott keeping it on track, the show would veer off course every time. Wait, were the ones very <laughs> That checks out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Will and Tony do not have ducks, and they are not in a row. But they, <laughs> but they do have squirrels, and they are at a rave. Love the show. Thanks for all the hard work. For my question, I was wondering if you guys would ever consider having a guest segment on your show. <laughs> like during this? Who wants to be a part of this? Well, it's, I don't know how we tolerate it. Well, I mean, but we did. I tell you what. We did talk about earlier in the season doing a live show if things broke a certain way. Yes. Right? Yes. And we haven't really set out what a certain way means. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the SEC championship. We know mm-hmm. that for certain. Um, is there a possibility that we are considering a live show the week of the SEC championship? Or were were we thinking more along the lines of if we are playing in, for example, in New Orleans or mm-hmm. in Pasadena? Well, that's the live show. I feel like a live show. Would we do it in Atlanta or would we do it in Athens? Oh, 
probably have to do yeah. it here because I'd have to set up a feed and record it with and or or you could just bring your laptop and record it. You could just put it up on Facebook Live. Yeah, no, no, we're, we're talking and, live. We're uh, not going to be podcasting live. Well, we're, we're still have, podcasting. Like generally, most live shows sure. are you, you show it live on. But Facebook if you do live. it on Facebook Live, you could actually have questions coming in. Yeah, but you could do that while still doing our regular podcast sure. now. So Perhaps just make one of your kids. Make one of your kids to do. A yeah, I mean your your kids are very. Airtight. But a live show, a live right show the week of the SEC championship game sounds kind of fun. Yeah, so let's have a production meeting about that. Okay, but I'm I'm game. I'm I think game. it'd be awesome. I think that would be very fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's cool. But in, yeah, no guest segment, just live show. My only fear with the live shows is someone that uh, that back in the in the pre Deadspin days when I, I wrote books that nobody read. I've done I've done a few. Uh, I always have that fear of like doing a reading where like, oh look, my mother and girlfriend are here. Uh, thank you for indulging me. And, well, who, uh, who would we know that would show up on his Facebook feed for a live show? You show. email us. No, forget Facebook feed. I'm talking about doing a live show. Like like I, I think oh, if we did a live show, like live, like people can come like like we did, like at a bar and people can yeah. come and like to no, me that's a live show. Yeah, oh, no. See, I'm I was thinking like, like out, I'm thinking about out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here's so this, this, like I mean, Will's mom and girlfriend are coming. We will get. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm married now. Um, we, we, um, I feel like if you've made it this long in the show, you should, and you're listening to this right now, email us if you would come to a live show. What email? Mine? That sounds right. Or yeah. t- I'll tell you what, tweet. Tweet WSLS Podcast. Yeah. Tweet at us. Yeah. Which reminds me, we did have one question over Twitter during the game from Gen X. Oh, yeah. She said, uh, at WSLS Podcast, how many times have we come out of halftime and scored this season? Every? Yeah. Third quarter, first third quarters have been all yeah, I don't. I don't think we. I don't think we punted or turned the ball over a time. I mean, I, I will put chat on that, but I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm, I feel pretty comfortable. Okay. He's wearing a mask and his chain to the lamp. <laughs> Are we done? Is that was forced? Are we done? That was yeah. forced. Almost. <laughs> Can we be done? Yes, we should be done. So, guys, it's the Auburn game. This is very exciting. This is very exciting stuff. This is the big deal. Remember, everybody, two of us believed. Yes, exactly. I'm just setting up the grand from redemption. redemption you know, I think the game might end up being so good, and if it goes into overtime like that, Will will have to write an immediate story because he will be compelled to... Right, not with the, the amount day. of bourbon that I'm gonna be drinking during the game. I, yeah, I've, I've, I've learned my lesson. Well, wasn't it Hemingway be... that wrote "Drunk and Edited Sober"? <laughs> yeah, yes, but, yeah. But I, I write online, yes. so <laughs> I learned from my from the days of doing Deadspin. Writing drunk is never a good idea when you don't have professional. I think the editors. black table is the yeah, the black table. Yeah, answer, yeah, yeah. There's stuff on the black so, table that is not really aged well. Um, but yes, so all right, well, gents, uh, we'll do the uh, we'll do the post game, but uh, the biggest game. In more than a decade, uh, biggest non SEC championship game. Certainly, more than certainly a decade upon us. Yes. Yep. We'll go, uh, dogs. Go, dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We appreciate all of y'all's feedback and encourage you to continue to send us your thoughts and ask us questions. For reviews, it would be awesome if you could just jump on over to iTunes and share a rating for our show. For questions, that's easy. You could just send us a tweet. Or I suppose you could use the iTunes rating system as a place to put your question. You've heard us answer questions before from the iTunes uh, reviews, so I guess that would work as well. Never, never, nevertheless, there it is, we would love it if you would be interactive with us on whatever platform you choose. 
So that'll do it for episode 114. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Safe travels down to the Plains this weekend, and we will see you on campus next week for Kentucky. Go dogs.